Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Chat About It with me, your host. I'm Indica Wife, and today I have the very adorable and amazing Allie Cough Creative. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hi there. Hey, what's up, babe? Not much. I am just half awake on a Sunday morning, and I'm already fried, so I'm feeling really good. <laughs> I know. We're going to get more fried for sure. Um, well, before we get more fried, we're going to just get right into it. Um, who are you? So I am a cannabis artist and content creator based out of Maryland. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I am 23 years old, but I have been medicating with cannabis like consciously since I was about 18. I've been smoking since I was 16, and I've been involved in the industry since I was about 20. Okay. What is it like being a young person in the industry? We're both very young, and it's very fucking weird. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a hurdle to overcome because like just... Being a young woman specifically in the industry, you're definitely kind of looked at as someone who doesn't know as much, someone who may not be like as educated when that is not the case. Um, and also, people like to think that I won't demand my worth. Yeah. Which is like something that I've been noticing a lot. Like, especially recently with everything that's been going on, like, companies want me to put my face on their product time but. out <laughs> we need to give them proper context yeah. to what's going on <laughs> so i mean i'll talk about it from an outsider perspective yeah. so this is Allie's story because i'm sure she'll be humble and adorable but <laughs> you guys know i know the real so up until about maybe about three weeks ago mm -hmm. Allie had roughly two thousand followers and i would say over the course of about a week maybe like nine or ten days yeah you reached twenty thousand followers it, or roughly around that ballpark. It was about 20 days to hit 20,000. Yeah, that's pretty intense, especially for Instagram and as a cannabis content creator. Um, so what has that been like? How has the dick eating been since, <laughs> since you've blown up is what I'm trying to ask. So I can, first of all, <laughs> so I had about 1,500 followers on May 20th. And then by June 20th, I hit my 20,000 follower mark, mm -hmm. like to the day almost. Um, which has been huge. I was posting for two and a half years before the yeah. video started taking off. And so it was really just a matter of consistency and then consistency leading to the algorithm favoring some of my videos, which then led to my videos hitting the target audiences, which brought in the followers. Um, so it took a long time, but you don't, you know, you, you still don't expect it to happen. Mm -hmm. Like you were posting for so long and it's been, you know, slow and steady following increase and then like all of a sudden it's boom you wake up and it's a thousand a day and it's, yeah it's a mind fuck because all of a sudden i have all of these eyes on everything that i'm doing and all of these eyes are critical like everyone is highly critical about what i'm posting in fact i they have this parasocial relationship with me where they think they know me mm -hmm. and <laughs> it's like oh like that's not something i thought you would say <laughs> like okay well then um, you don't know me because <laughs> it really is because I'm saying it. Let's talk about the type of content that you create. Yeah. And why it has blown up. Um, so what sort of content do you create? So it's a mix of behind the scenes of my art process as well as a lot of DIYs, a lot of cooking, um, a lot of just general cannabis like here's how I do it because everyone does things very differently. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone cooks their cannabis in different ways everyone smokes their cannabis in different ways so showing my little quirks and you know little specifics and how i consume has really been something that i think people have been uh brought to and like gravitating towards i love your edible content and i feel like edible content is like back or should i say allowed on instagram i feel like for a long time it wasn't allowed and i've been seeing like a big boom in yeah. like edible content i think with the the new changes of the algorithm it's really been about figuring out how to get around it i think that people are figuring out what words they can and can't use figuring out what images they can and cannot show so a lot of my edible videos i show the item that's already been infused i won't yeah. really show myself infusing the item itself because that is what typically gets flagged is using like the physical material of cannabis itself so by showing my infusions with the item already infused and then just describing how to do the infusion in the caption or when describing the recipe, it makes it a lot easier for uh, like infusers who are posting on Instagram specifically to get around those flags. So recently with the new algorithm changes and figuring out what words work, there's been a huge influx of people who are comfortable posting. Again. Yeah, I've noticed that 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. There's gonna be more weed people. How have companies been treating you since you have blown up? 
So people really want me to work with them, but people aren't really willing to pay me a fair price. A lot of these companies are bigger companies and I want to work with them too. Like I would love to do work with them, but I have a platform and you're coming to me because I have a platform. And not only that, I have a very specific aesthetic. Yeah. I have a specific editing style and I have like just a look that I like to think is relatively me. So if you're coming to me knowing that you are getting something so unique, then why aren't you paying for something so unique? Because you should just do it because I'm a weed company and because I asked you to. Maybe maybe sometimes nicely. Yeah. More than likely not nicely. That's cool, but nice (laughs) and weed doesn't pay my bills. You know, like, and it never Mm -hmm. will. So I am so happy to work with you as long as you recognize that I am a human being who's doing a service for you. No, you're a person who should you know, take my bong and you should post and make me hundreds of dollars and you should be thankful for it. Listen, I'll take the bong as long as I can sell it with my art on it for, for real. hundreds of more Let's dollars. talk about your art. <laughs> Let's talk about your art especially. Yeah, I love my slimes. They've really kind of been developing. Like, I've been doing drip art for years. What are your slimes? So slimes are bongs. I take glass from, you know, I work with brands specifically. Sometimes I work with wholesalers. Sometimes I work with small um, glass blowers to get the blanks. So whether it is um, a beaker, straight tube, whatever. So for an example, if we had this, Could you give me a lighter, please. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so for example, if we had just you know a plain beaker, I would spend hours or days, depending on the size of it, and adding layers of my different <clears throat> art supplies on top of it to make what I call a slime. And the slime looks and feels like goo dripping down the bong and so while it's hard it's still a hypersensory feeling you're touching and feeling these individual little drips down the bong and it's gorgeous i am obsessed with every single one of my pieces sorry i'm smoking me <laughs> i am as well we'll have to put some pictures up here yeah like yeah, in I'm the background for our visual send people some images <laughs> no but i love your slimes and i think they're very unique um are you ready for people to start stealing them and stealing your designs so something that i love about my design and something that i love about my artwork specifically is that it's really fucking hard to copy like it looks like it, it has taken me years of practicing with these specific materials not necessarily on bongs but i've been making mirrors with them for years i was making sculptural like items with them for years yeah that, that mirror I have. was super fucking cool exactly. that you showed yeah, me so yeah that shit was sick so that i was shit doing was them sick. for yeah. years beforehand so i really learned how to use the materials and even now i still get burns i still get chemical burns i still have inhalation issues things like that but there are materials and items that go into making these bongs that are extremely costly, extremely time consuming, and extremely dangerous. So other people can do what I do. It's gonna take them a very long time and a lot of money to be able to do it anywhere close to as well as I do it. So I'm not concerned. And on top of that, Me neither. I have a Patreon. <laughs> like you can subscribe to my Patreon if you're interested in learning like the back end of how I do it. And if you want to learn, I will happily teach you. If I'm getting compensated for my years of knowledge and, you know, the time it takes for me to make the content for you to learn. Like, I want people to be able to do it, but I want them to know it can be hard. It can literally be painful and it can be dangerous. You can inhale chemicals. You can inhale the powdered pigments. That's, you know, plastic and particulate inhalation into your lungs. Like, you shouldn't be doing this if you're worried about damaging your surfaces that you're doing on. You shouldn't be doing this if you're worried about possibly breaking your bongs or damaging your pieces and not mm-hmm. being able to use them so i'm not concerned about people ripping it off as much as i'm concerned about people trying to rip it off and then damaging Doing their it. products or hurting themselves oh oh my god that's so sweet of you yeah, you're like oh like, my god if they copy me i'm worried they're gonna hurt themselves they're gonna do it wrong the first few times i can promise you that so like i don't want them to risk it, it takes a lot of money too to make these pieces like it's expensive to get all the materials needed and so the amount that they'd be spending on fucking up a piece is the amount that they could pay me for, for the a piece. Like, <laughs> so it's it's really not worth it to rip off these bongs. It's not. <laughs> okay, good. I've always wondered. I'm like, wow, they're very sick. And like, your bongs are really cute. And you know, sometimes people aren't very original. Um, I yeah, like that's as a creative, you have, like people are gonna rip off your design. Like, it's gonna happen because people are intimidated by creativity especially when they think that they can make money off of it. Mm -hmm. What do your friends and family think about your Instagram and your overall social media (laughs) presence and weediness? 
So for the last few years when I was posting and I really didn't have much of a following, I'd go to my family reunions and it'd be like, oh, like, how's that weed thing you're doing? Mm-hmm. And it was, they understood that I worked in the industry. I've worked in dispensaries and worked smoke shops and I worked like on the corporate side of, st- of stuff um, remotely for cannabis. But it was always just like a thing I was doing to them and not a career. And when I, this year I walked into my family reunion and at that point I was at 15,000 followers and I had these pieces of art that I had given my grandmother. I had made, like, obviously I didn't make her a bong. I made her a little tea jar. But I brought that and they was able to show it at the family reunion. And people were able to actually see what I'm doing and see on my Instagram and see my social media following that, you know, it's connecting with people. And then from there, they've been very, <laughs> very supportive. Mm-hmm. They were always supportive before. But now that they can see the fruits of the labor, they're a lot more willing to like show support i guess like isn't that what being an artist is though yeah i mean a lot of my extended family now follows the account so oh wow (laughs) like how do you feel about that so sometimes i forget about it and sometimes uh i post jokes just so they'll see them (laughs) like (laughs) like i posted the video about like the kumbong and then i then i remembered that they followed the account i was like fuck But then I was like, you know what? It's pretty funny if my second cousin is seeing this, you know, like, go you, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you can't appreciate my content. They also, they don't consume, so what does it matter, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. As well, long as they're supporting, you know. <laughs> I'm high as fuck. We smoked weed before we got on camera. Yeah. Did you drive here? I did not. I Ubered. I Ubered. Okay, yeah. cool. Are you not like a weed... Do you, do you smoke weed and drive? I personally don't smoke and drive because here's the thing. Like, I am such – I don't want to say I'm a bad driver normally. When I am, like, sober, I'm an anxious driver. And when I'm high, sometimes I have the tendency to get paranoid. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have the tendency to completely zone out. Neither of those are a mindset where I personally feel would be safe to be behind the wheel. Um, I've been in situations where I have – thought I was fine to drive after smoking like an hour or two before and I've got behind the wheel and I was suddenly very unsure of myself or I like bumped the back of my car on like a rail or something and like I never want that to be a situation where that could have been a person where that rail wouldn't have been there and I would have gone off a cliff like you never know like I just personally would never want to put myself or others in that situation so no I do not smoke and then drive (laughs) I like to give myself at least two or three hours afterwards if I do and if it's if I'm taking edibles I'm not smoking I'm not driving that day oh my god you're so responsible I'm the same way um (laughs) it's because I fuck up and I drive sober so I'm not gonna (laughs) fuck up (laughs) that's a very fair um answer honestly yeah I pretty much don't do it at all it's really irresponsible and we have ubers now yeah that's true it's like i can't always afford an uber but if i can i'm never gonna put myself in a situation where i'm gonna be driving you know if i can't afford an uber i need to stay the fuck home that too if i can't afford an uber i'm smoking at home (laughs) there's no point in driving none of that um do you have like any stoner pet peeves or anything that like really bugs you about someone else or maybe an item the amount of times where people haven't asked me and then pack tobacco into one of my pieces or one of my bowls for my private collection disgusts me <laughs> like <laughs> listen smoke a blunt in the backyard i am so for it but don't fucking put tobacco into one of my bowls wait 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 this is news to me people are putting tobacco in their bongs so you okay so this is it has different names it has different names so i have heard it called a mole i've heard it called what is that <laughs> yeah it's it's a, it's packing half tobacco and half weed you're <laughs> yeah when i was in college this was like what my friends were doing they were coughing up black shit because of it but like it's a thing <laughs> it's like it's like the bong version of a spliff oh my what does it hit like apparent i've been told that it hits like weed to the lungs and then you get that huge like nick rush to the head but I don't consume tobacco anymore, and so I personally don't know. I think that if you consume spliffs, that you are like the devil's spawn. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Wait, so, so how is a spliff different to a blunt in that case? I mean, I don't really smoke a blunt. I mean, I don't, I don't really smoke either, blunts. but I'm just asking if the opinion's the same. Um, It's because, like, you can taste it. You yeah. can, like, you can taste. It's different when someone has put 
tobacco, weed in a paper. Whereas if you're smoking it like a cigar, it still does hurt, but it hurts in a different way. Yeah, it's not like the intent is not to smoke the tobacco. Mm -hmm. It's just using it as a vehicle to smoke the weed. I haven't smoked a blunt in so long. I haven't smoked a blunt since my grandma's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) We were in the South. All we have were backwards. Like, I got high as shit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, outside of that, um, yeah, I haven't had a blunt in like a long, long time. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite way to smoke? Like a bong? Yeah, I I prefer a bong or a rig. Like, just any glass if I'm going to consume. But like, honestly, edibles are my favorite if I'm looking just for to get high but if i'm looking to like have something that's more controlled and to be high immediately then i'm gonna go with glass every time yeah that's valid i don't really like anything rollable for me that's like a a to-go thing it's like portable if i don't have like a glass piece that i'm comfortable bringing with me to a location like if we normally to festivals i bring like a little portable slime piece um really yeah that's super cute just because like i I want to show it off. <laughs> like, no, and you it's should. cute. And it's better to smoke out of glass anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, like, normally that's what I'll bring. But because yesterday I wasn't so sure about how they'd feel about it. No. Yeah. We went to the reggae fest we yesterday. Did. It was not quite a reggae fest, but it was fun. It was fun. It's funny because we went through security. <laughs> and we go up to the guy. He goes to each one of us, like, individually. He goes, yeah. do you smoke weed? I'm like, uh, Yeah. He's like, okay, the rule is no more than two blunts. I was like, I only have one. He was like, are you sure? I was like, yep. And that was it. He didn't even check my bag. No, he, he kind of <laughs> looked. He goes, he goes, you smoke weed? I go, yeah. He goes, two blunts per person. I was like, oh, I'm fine. Because <laughs> I had five joints. <laughs> we had a shitload of joints, honestly. Like, we had a lot. And then I asked the people that were with us. I was like, if they ask you if you smoke weed? They were like, no. I was like, oh, so he just clocked us. And Did just you not knew- ask the boys? No. He didn't. I thought he asked everyone. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I thought he asked all of us. No, no. He only. He just looked like dead at us. So like he just stopped. He was like, "So you smoke weed?" I was like, "Damn!" I, I thought I realize. was really. Oh my god, that was funny as shit. I no. did not realize that it was just us. I really thought he asked all four of us. Nope, nope. He just asked the two of us. That was fun, but That's, yeah, he he clocked us. Oh yeah, people were smoking weed. It was really fun. Um, I'm super excited for wreck. Oh, I feel like we have to talk about wreck as like. Oh, yeah, I do have the lighter. No, I know. I'm so excited for it, but I'm nervous. I'm excited for, like, the knowledge that I'm not going to be pulled over for it or the mm-hmm. smell or, like, the fact that I'm going to be able to grow, but I'm not excited for the cost. I'm not excited for what it's doing to the small businesses that are being bought out by the big ones because mm-hmm. they don't have a choice, because they can't afford the rec license, because why should any company be able to just cater to medical patients, right? Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. No. Pay your fucking due. You need to pay the money for the rec license or sell. Isn't that what they told them? That is what they told them, That's actually. That's what they told them, but it's yeah. also like, why do you have to go rec if you want to be a medical business? Because like, fuck you. That's so pay, shame. I guess, is the answer. I mean, I think what's annoying is that the prices of everything are already like increasing, and we haven't even gone rec yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm pretty um, nervous for REC because companies are already saying uh, to stock up on flour or really everything, right? I've been getting like texts and emails and notifications since the beginning of this month that are like, stock up now, stock up for REC. And I'm like, oh my God, does that mean that like you're not ready? Like, I don't, here's the thing. Like, so my friend works in the dispensary right now and she's telling me that they're really terrified because they've been told they've been told nothing in terms of the operating procedures. They've been told nothing in terms of if there's going to be a separate room for rec versus medical. If there's oh, going no. to be a separate line or if there's going to be a separate waiting. Nope. No, no designated spots. Nothing. They have no idea how it's happening. And on top of that, they have no they have no idea if they're going to have enough material. They they think they're going to run out first days. We like, are pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but it's also like it's going to be really really hard for them to be like actually tracking on metric. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be really hard for them to be keeping up with a lot of this. And so they're just terrified. People who are working in the dispensaries are genuinely 
worrying. I mean, they should be worried for their schedules. They should be worried for their mental health. You know, they also um, aren't sure if they're going to be paid more with rat coming. Oh, which they're going to they be paid to be. less, babe. Oh, so oh, they're getting paid less. Quadruple the amount of work, mm-hmm. at least. Like, I don't think people that currently have a certain pay will be taking a cut. But I let's say, for example, bud tenders now make sixteen dollars an hour. Anyone hired now as recreational will make probably like I think thirteen dollars an hour or whatever our minimum wage is in Maryland. They'll be making that because they make tips or something. Which, by the way, by the way, they don't. As someone who has worked in the dispensary in Maryland, they don't fucking pay you your tips as tips. Okay, what we had is they had us. Take our tips at the end of the night in cash. Every other week, we would get our paycheck. And from our paycheck was subtracted out the amount of money that we were paid in tips because they were saying that us being paid in tips was them paying us as part of our contracts, which is not how tips work legally. Yeah. Okay? That's not what tipping is. Mm -hmm. And it was always more than they had given us in cash. Okay? We had never... I had never once been given $400 in tips over the course of two weeks. Why is that being taken out of my paycheck? I've never heard of a tip system in a dispensary ever working properly never. or the way it should go. Never. Ever, ever. Did you like being a bud tender? I loved being a bud tender in the fact that I I loved my coworkers at my level. At my level, I liked a lot of them. And I had a few customers that were super, super sweet that made it worth some of the others. Oh, um, oh yeah, you did and, tell me where you And on you top of that, like... My mom became patient at one point when I was working at the dispensary. She's since let her card lapse and she, she uses it very rarely, if at all, ever. But um, at that point in time, she would come visit me every once in a while, which meant a lot to me because it meant that I was getting to educate her on something new that was helping her, but also it meant that she was believing in what I was doing, um, which meant a lot. But yeah, there was a reason I quit. <laughs> like, no, 100%. There was a reason I quit. Like, I loved it when I was there, but I'm really glad I'm not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing art full time? Yeah. So I'm doing art, content creation, and short form videography for a few other companies. Um, I travel a lot with my boyfriend because he is also uh, a content creator and um, an influencer, but he does Twitter finance stuff. So I travel with him to a lot of conferences and he and I together run networking events that we also get paid to host. So, yeah, I've got a lot on my plate right now, but it's all very creative, which I love. Mm. I didn't know that last thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what we do is we go, and what they do is they use my slimes as centerpieces at these events. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you did. Okay, actually, I did know and this. So you did mention this to me. It's super fun. We go and we host these network events, and which I'm starting to do for cannabis, which I'm trying to do more of in the Maryland area. But Her really, last really one fun. was great. Sorry to interrupt <laughs> no, you. No, you're so But good. I'm giving praise, so I'm cutting in. The party was so cute that you th- um, threw the other day, or I guess a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It was perfect. It was so fun. Guys, envision this. So you go into the backyard, right? It's beautiful, <laughs> first of all. The, shun- the sun is shining. Deers are running in the background. <laughs> like, birds are chirping. There's this beautiful spread of all sorts of food, infused and non-infused. Yeah. There were, like, juices. There was lemonade. It was so cute. The strawberry margarita mix mm-hmm. that was infused was like deadly. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And I came in, I would say maybe about two hours late because I had to do something else with my family. And so when I came in, everybody was just high as shit. <laughs> everybody was just like, yeah. hey. I was like, oh my God, they're high as shit. It was so funny. When you showed up, we were past the point where people were like standing up and mingling. It was like people were sitting down and oh, just yeah. hanging out. Everybody like. was just like, just sitting. <laughs> it was so funny. Nobody was even smoking at one point. I was like, damn, they're high as it's shit. All like, <laughs> like, it was all no. Yeah. It was so fun. I really, really enjoyed like hosting those events. Just that's like a love language in my family is like giving food and hosting and preparing it in like a pretty way. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to share that with like people in the community made me really, really happy to do. Yeah, it was awesome. My heart grew three sizes seeing <laughs> a good party for once in the scene. No, it was cool. Everybody was super relaxed. I think we'll see a more relaxed vibe with Rec. I yeah. think we'll see more of that. Oh, how did we forget to mention the home growing and the seeds thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I know, honestly, if I'm going anywhere July 1st, it's going to be Piece, Piece of, of Sunshine. sunshine. Not sponsored. So not sponsored. <laughs> Piece of Sunshine. If you're listening to this, your social media presence is off the fucking charts. They're I talking mean, about like free seeds, free clones. I and know. I, have you been there before? I, okay, I've 
been like on FaceTime with a friend while she was walking around buying stuff in the store. I mm-hmm. need to go. I've been talking to them about stocking some of my slimes too. <gasps> oh yeah. Okay. So we'll we need to camera. we need to go day off and we'll we'll bring a little slime and we'll hit it outside the store. Oh, it's gonna be adorable. <laughs> yeah, we've gotta do that. People are like, um, do you wanna go to this dispensary or this dispensary on no, July first? That's the only place I wanna go. No, no, that's <laughs> the last place I wanna be found is a dispensary on July. Mm-mm. It's gonna be mobbed. It's gonna be scary. I'm like nervous because I know there's gonna be like lines in some of these dispensaries. For if not all of them, like most of these and dispensaries. How did we not even mention um, that? Did you guys know this? I already knew this, and I think you did too. That um, recreational patients will not be able to buy concentrate. Yeah, they're gonna be mad. They're gonna be because most of them are not gonna know going in. You can like buy a vape though, is what they're saying. So okay, so what what the real dabbers are gonna do in this case? They're gonna oh, because I don't know how to classify this if this is like real or not. If this is like addiction or real, if you'd open a cart and dab that instead, just because you don't have access. Oh hell no! People know that shit is hot dog water. No, I but know, not, but not like, everyone knows that though. It's wreck now. That's what I'm saying. Is you're gonna see some people doing this just because they don't have access to it. Mm-hmm. No, everyone just grab a rosin press. Like this is the time. Oh my like, god, this those is, are expensive. It uh, is, but really, like just grab like a hair straightener no, let <laughs> and rock. a clamp and and like a sifting bag. And you, that's it. Are you guys not familiar with the method of using a hair straightener <laughs> to create rosin? You have to use like a coffee strainer, or, like a sifter bag, though, when you do it. Apparently, because my video got blamed for that. <laughs> it was my first attempt. I didn't know. The way that I used to do it is I used to have like the parchment paper, yeah, and yeah. you would put it in between the plates and put the nug in and press it. See, I and, did like it, with it would Keith. goop out that's on the sides. <gasps> that's what people are mad is because I did it without a micron bag with Keith. Because that's just making hash. Mm-hmm. But. Next time with a nug. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit is adorable. Oh my gosh, you should do that. We should do that for a real. Like, all right. I have a, an interesting question that I saw someone else talking about. Who is in your nightmare blunt rotation? Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis was a good choice because. Yeah. Fuck that asshole. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. There's got to be like, I feel like, what's her name? Marjorie Green. What's her name? That fucking oh. asshole. Tail- Marjorie Taylor Green. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, thank you. That'd be tough. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think them and then maybe throw in just like cartoon supervillain, like Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who would be in mine. I mean, did Ron- I steal Ron DeSantis? <laughs> you I'm did. Sorry. That's a I'm good sorry. one. That's a good one. Um, I would definitely say Ron DeSantis, yeah. Jeffrey Star, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Kendall Jenner. Oh, good one. I, and I love the Kardashians, so that's no shade. That's I guess it is shade. I don't want to fucking smoke with her, so that's I'm like the add ultimate Shane shade. Shane Dawson to mine too. <gasps> Shane Dawson. Um. Hmm. I'm really forgetting someone that's really good. I feel like you said it's on the tip of my tongue. One. Do you know what genre of like person they were? I'm just thinking like, like people that are just evil. <laughs> I mean, I'll say it on camera. I would love to smoke with Donald Trump. I think it would send me into a different dimension <laughs> if I was high and listening to him speak. Um, I think I would probably add. Oh fuck! What is hmm? What is that little motherfucker's name? Oh, the... Oh, oh you know why I couldn't suck his tongue? Oh, who? The guy with the nasally voice. Oh. Oh, Ben Shapiro? Yeah, Ben Shapiro. Oh, so yeah, start yeah. from the top. I'll That's start from the top. Okay, so one. Jeffree Star, Ben Shapiro, um, Ron DeSantis. That's... I, I think I would leave one. it at that. That's, That's the biggest one. <laughs> I'm already like crying at the idea. Andrew Tate. And, um, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and like my mom. That's the fifth person that I would pick. (laughs) I want my mom to smoke so bad. I want her to smoke so bad. She's so chill. I couldn't, I could only imagine how much chiller she would be. My mom smoking weed. Yeah. (laughs) She, when she used to be, it was like years ago that she was like a med card patient, but at this point, like, she used to like not, like, talk nonstop. She used to just like keep going. (laughs) 
but like in the cutest way possible. Like she wouldn't know she's been talking for 40 minutes until you stopped her and you're like, hey, Laura, <laughs> like you haven't breathed. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do when you're high? Oh my God. Okay. I love hiking and thrifting. I know those are some basic ass things, but also like creating art. I get into this flow state when I'm high where I can just sit there and just like, if it's painting or carving or drawing whatever it is I can just kind of sit there and then suddenly my hands have like more of a stillness than they do when I'm sober and then suddenly I'm able to think about it less so I'm able to do more so I definitely find that like art is something that I like I love doing while high because it doesn't matter what it is what's your favorite way to make art painting sliming that's hard I love sliming but honestly I, I love printmaking I love screen printing so much I love doing lino cuts and I love doing rubber print carving I didn't know that yeah yeah I love printmaking we've like just met like what like two three weeks, weeks ago, ago yeah. I know right I feel like we met and it was we just we spent like... just about every weekend <laughs> <laughs> you know Easy. just girls being girls you know how it goes <laughs> no we've just been hanging out making content but yeah. I'm still learning new things about you so I love that. I love that. I don't think I have too many more questions. I think we're kind of just riffing. <laughs> oh, um, what do you think? Okay, so since we first met, I think this is an interesting topic. So when I first meet someone and we make plans to hang out or anything like that, and they come to the sesh or the hangout empty-handed, um, I never want to see them ever again. Yeah. Are you the same way? What are your thoughts on that? So it kind of depends on the situation and what was like discuss beforehand if it's a if it's like known that this is going to be a sesh and if this is like known that we're going to be smoking and if you mention that like i'm a little light right now or i only have this or i can provide this this and this right now but i've got you next time the first time i will totally take that for face value and accept that and know that you will get me eventually i just feel like after a certain point then it's not gonna happen again you know i will say something i have said something to friends counter argument yeah if you're coming to one of our house you know what the fuck time it that's is. that's the thing it's so like if don't, you, don't you know us shit. well enough but it's also some of my friends like right now like they have to go sober for job interviews and shit like that so i keep forgetting like they show up to my house and i'm like what's up they're like i can't smoke and i'm like oh yeah right sorry <laughs> But sometimes, like, a friend will show up, and if they tell me, like, hey, like, I just don't have money right now, I couldn't afford oh, it. Oh, like, yeah, no, I'm not a monster. That's on me. Like, this is on me, mm -hmm. you know? Like, we are smoking together, you know? If I have it, then we are sharing it. If, if, if it's not medical and I have it, then we're sharing it. I'm going to preface that. <laughs> I think I'll also make an exception if the person doesn't really smoke weed at all. That, too. If they just kind of, like, come over and they decide that they're suddenly comfortable enough, then I'm so happy that, that I'm the person that they feel comfortable mm -hmm. enough to do that Oh, with. my God, yeah. Like, if Mike came over and smoked weed, which he doesn't. But if he did, I'd be like, yeah, hit the bong. Like, that's fine. Let's go. Like, like, it's like fine. I want to see this happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if my dad, who is a fed, who cannot smoke until he retires. <laughs> Not okay. the fed. When I say, when I say fed. When on I say your fed, own father. <laughs> when I say fed, he's an accountant. <laughs> he's an accountant, okay? He's an accountant for a government agency. So it's just like he just can't smoke. And he, he's not around me when I smoke. But if one day he comes outside and he's like, hey, let me hit that, I would lose my mind. I'd lose my I mind. I would be like, yes. Please smoke my weed right now. Like, I would beg him. But, you know, that's not going to happen. So yeah. it just depends on the situation. Like, it, it also depends on, again, like, if you know that we're going to be smoking, and if you said, yeah, like, I'll match, and then you show up with, like, a cart, which has happened to me before, to a friend who has smoked with me numerous times before that. This was not a new situation for them. So you're telling me that people are bringing carts to the sesh? Yeah, and only carts too. As as tribute. As tribute. <laughs> but then that's where it becomes an issue when it's like, okay, so you knew this was coming and this is what you decided to bring and you had other options. Like it's like if I know that per then this the, the issue here with this specific situation too is like that person was a dealer. <laughs> no. Like who I know had a pound at home, you know, like just chilling. And like you come with two blunts ready and someone comes up to you with a the cart. They come with a cart. I wasn't happy. <laughs> I, I, I made a few jokes because like, take me seriously. <laughs> I would on. never see that person ever again. Was this person a man? 
yeah yeah it was a guy friend too so it wasn't like he it was, was ex- he your friend he was like, here's the thing here's the thing i say that because to me like he wasn't expecting anything else out of the situation like there couldn't have been anything else for him to gain so it's like i get that maybe you see that as a reason to not put in effort i guess but it's like respect me more than a cart <laughs> if you're not getting anything would you say you're an optimistic person oh yeah I like that about you. I feel like I need that in my life. That's why I'm like, let's hang out. I really need that. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) There's good inside me. It's just like hardened and jaded. And you're just like. No, I know. Right. I feel like we're like inside out of each other. (laughs) No, people are really surprised. Because when I'm at home, I wear like all black and like i do like have some like clothing that i think in my head i was like ariana would fucking love this and i'm like like, hmm i love this too though (laughs) no oh my god that's so funny no i mean i just like your like fairy vibe that you have going on i do love i love being that person because that is genuinely how i feel a lot like i i mean i have you know diagnosed anxiety and depression and stuff but it's the fact that i'm able to deal with it positively i guess is what what helps me enjoy where I am now in, well, in being that fairy person. <laughs> what would you say your stoner archetype is? Like fairy stoner? So, like hippie stoner? I was once described as a sexy Keebler elf, and I will stick by that as my aesthetic. <laughs> I will stand by that. <laughs> it's funny because, like, I would agree. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> And that, that was like the second time I've ever done a dab. It was with my friend who was a dealer. And we were absolutely, it was like the dirtiest rig I've ever hit in Your my life. Your dealer called you that? <laughs> yeah, he was trying to hit on me. A sexy keyboard elf. Yeah. I'd probably put out. I didn't, but you know, I could have. <laughs> we're so fucking funny. Um, I don't know what my stoner archetype would be. You're like, um, like black cat stoner is like the way I describe. What do you it. mean because, by that? No, literally because you're telling me if you weren't an animal, you wouldn't be a black cat. Um, yeah, I'd like to think I'd be a dolphin. They're evil. But and black smart. cats are perceived as being evil, but they're really sweet. True. That's what I'm saying. Is like they're like mm-hmm. seen as like this like hard witchy thing, but they're like really sweet, you know, animals. I'm pretty soft, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what, what are you trying to frame me as? <laughs> I'm being stupid as fuck. Um, funny story off topic. I think I told you this about how I went to Amfram with one of my friends. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Amfram is like the largest African-American music festival. I think uh, in the East Coast or the country is the one that's in Baltimore. And I went with my friend who was white and we like brought some like blunts along with us. And as we're walking up to the festival, I'm like, should we smoke a blunt right now? And they were like, yeah, I think that would be like a perfect like Amfram vibe would be to like smoke a blunt. I was like, oh, what do you mean by that? And she was like genuinely horrified (laughs) that she said something like genuinely. I felt so bad. I thought she would laugh, but she was like, really? I was like, oh, no, babe. I'm so sorry. That was the first time I met, um, I met her. Yes. She was so sweet. She's such a sweetheart. I can totally see her being absolutely just like petrified. Oh, my God. That was so funny. And then um, my partner was with me and he was like, (laughs) he thought it was funny, but (laughs) you know, those jokes when they're like, when you make a joke in the wrong friend group. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what happened. As a Jewish person. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The amount amount of self-deprecating like Holocaust jokes I've made about my non-Jewish. And like, no one knows. I'd be horrified. They either like forget that I'm Jewish or they forget that they can laugh because I made the joke. (laughs) They just look at me like I'm like crazy. I love making jokes about people being racist all the time. I'm like, what do you mean by that? It really like shakes people up. But I was just playing. It catches. It's like, wait. It's like, what? Like they have to think about what they just. I know. I'm like, my fault. My fault. I was just playing. I was just playing. I'm so sorry. 
Next time, I hear a lot of very sly, like, Jew in the media, like, digs all the time. I bet, or, like, Jews have money digs. I bet you I could start saying that, and I would catch a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I Wait, you, would that. you call them sly? P- it's, it's because people sometimes don't realize I'm Jewish, is why I call it sly. It's because oh, I don't think it's, like, intentionally because they're saying it about me. It's because they're saying it in conversation, not realizing it who they're saying it to, you know? Yeah. You hear it a lot. You hear that shit a lot when people don't realize you're Jewish. It's kind of fucked up. That's so that's very fucked yeah, up. Like, what the up. fuck? <laughs> Dude, that's so fucking weird. Yeah, my sister is white passing. And so people have told her things and she's like, hey, I'm black. You... Yeah, I like <laughs> Like, I'm actually black. So let's time out on that. Yeah, that shit is mad awkward. We're all one race, right? The human race. <laughs> I take, I said... Every time I take mushrooms, I forget that, like, like people who are racist like don't realize it, that it's fucking stupid <laughs> don't realize that it's insane no like <laughs> if you're racist like you aren't just stupid like literally this is, <laughs> this is like you know that like you know how you can just kind of peel an orange yes that's we fucking all, stupid we all have the same flesh it's literally it's fucking stupid <laughs> it's just... i feel like muscles and tendons look like fruit wait we're on camera let's not get <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I, I have Oh, <laughs> no, we should not have found each other. That's so fucking funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, wait. We're going to make some, like, infused clusters after this. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite things to infuse? Or what has been your favorite thing that you've made on or off camera? So, oh, favorite thing that I made off camera was I made these really good shrimp and grits where I infused the butter and the grits. Um, and they were really good. It was, like, it was like more of, um like, a creamy shrimp sauce that was like really spicy but it was like good so that was probably one of my favorite i have a picture of it somewhere um but my favorite item to infuse i guess oil has been the least harsh on my stomach mct oil specifically has been the least harsh on my stomach for my chronic stomach issues butter is the easiest thing to put into just about anything what is mct oil because i have a non of i have a lot of um like honestly non-weedy people so what is mct oil so mct oil is shelf stable coconut oil that stays liquid i actually have some um it stays liquid at, at all points so you could even refrigerate it and it doesn't harden up so this can be added to just about anything Um, this can be added to just about anything uh, that has oil called for in the recipe Um, this or infused olive oil can just be thrown into almost anything that you make so super easy i like oil over butter but obviously butter is easier to incorporate into anything ever which is the problem so um favorite infused item oh gosh I, i have to say um, oh, the shrimp and grits. The shrimp and grits for mm-hmm. like a recipe, but infused item, um, MCT oil or olive oil are, I guess, two of the things that are easiest on my system while still getting me absolutely wet. <laughs> mm-hmm. On your system, let's talk a bit about mm-hmm. your cannabis use and yeah. your chronic illness. Absolutely. So, Not the hard Oprah Winfrey. Term. No, I, <laughs> like, like I just like, I wanted change. to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. So I have had some uh, chronic illness symptoms uh, that I have noticed since I was about eight years old. Um, There was not like a single week uh, when I was still in school that I didn't call out at least once because every morning I was waking up sick. Um, I had undiagnosed uh, arthritis that was causing a significant amount of uh, pain in my joints as well as migraines. Um, I had undiagnosed stomach issues that are still in the process of being diagnosed that I've been dealing with since the age of eight that causes severe nausea, vomiting, um, a hard time like getting food to process through my system. I have like dietary restrictions because of it. I can't really wear tight clothing. Um, I have insomnia, I have anxiety, I have depression. I've got a lot of issues (laughs) and cannabis helps just about every single one of them in some way, shape or form, especially things like my insomnia and my restless leg syndrome, which Mm -hmm. I've been struggling with for a very, very long time. Does weed help with like your gut issues and like your stomach issues? So part of my stomach issues are either that I have no appetite uh, and I can't eat at all. or I have far too much of an appetite. So when I have no appetite, cannabis helps me 
eat enough it helps me get hungry which is what i'll say before i go smoke before a meal i'll tell my parents like hey i'm gonna go get hungry <laughs> and they're like okay have fun <laughs> and then That's i come funny. back in ready to eat and everyone's happy um or what happens with the chronic nausea is when that hits i will smoke a little bit which helps with the immediate effect of the nausea sometimes when the vomiting happens uh because of the nausea it helps me to deal with it a little bit more mentally by putting me in a calm enough situation to deal with that at three in the morning on no sleep um so it helps in a lot of ways uh when i overeat because of it sometimes smoking can get my mouth to be doing something else <laughs> uh, which is helpful so it helps a lot with my stomach and it's not for everyone some people who have um, similar symptoms can like end up worse off i guess if they like smoke so much that you know they become dependent on it for those things but thankfully i've been able to maintain like a healthier relationship with cannabis and food because of it i like that do you like the high from edibles or the high from smoking more i think the high from edibles helps me a lot more with my illnesses and the high from smoking is a lot more social so True. so edibles will put me to sleep and they will keep me asleep which is really hard for me to do they will help my stomach if i am feeling really nauseous in the morning um but sometimes they make me really sleepy when i'm in social situations <laughs> so it's not super helpful then but smoking is so social because everyone can talk about it it's something that everyone can partake in together and like it's not just like you're taking something and sitting and talking and just that was the one thing you did like this is passing something it's like something that you're doing together so i don't know i really like the social aspect of it lately i like edibles way better yeah so what is the effect that you like or is it just like the ease of taking it um if i'm being honest lately the mouthfeel of smoking is just weirding me out yeah so that's one big factor to it it's just it's like orally is it icky. like the lingering taste or is it the feel of the smoke actually in your mouth as you're taking the hit um all of it also the okay. idea of like uh making out with someone after i smoked weed and it not tasting great is mm. i didn't realize that was a thing and now yeah. that i do i never like blech. but sometimes i kiss my boyfriend and like i know we both taste this right now <laughs> Dead but after ass. we just took like a massive rip and i'm like mm -hmm. wait a second <laughs> or like when a guy is like let's smoke like before you get like you know before you guys fuck i'm like ah what if we didn't do that like i don't know if i want to do that actually <laughs> but yeah um orally i don't love it but really in terms of feelings and effects i feel like probably the same thing that edibles help me like medically in which like if i'm in a shitty mood i like won't be and i'll be like hey let's oh, go yeah. to the reggae festival like yeah so um and it just uh helps me relax and i yeah. like the high from it better it's more relaxing um i guess i smoke weed to like think less yeah like i've got this a lot recently where people are like i can tell that you're high because you're really quiet and i'm like well it's because i got nothing to say yeah <laughs> i'm so high that like what is there to say yeah like there's nothing going on up here that's a good thing though sometimes where especially if you have a mind that's always kind of like racing and going like especially like the, with adhd it's so hard to just be able to stop yourself especially when you kind of start overthinking and overthinking into a spiral that turns into anxiety mm -hmm. so it just kind of puts like a hard halt you know on those kinds of thoughts and mm -hmm. it, allows you to think of one thing at a time which i think is what people normally think like like is that what non-adhd people think like it's just one thought at a time oh my gosh yeah I, I mean, <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you what it's like because i tried adderall but like you know medically didn't love it obviously i just love my adderall didn't eat run too much to not eat which is the big thing for yeah. me but when i took it i just noticed that i was just having one thought at a time and then I was just kind of just like finishing tasks, having entire thoughts, planning things and like in one burst. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait. This is what it's like. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, I didn't keep doing it because um, I didn't eat. And also um, it just made me like awful diarrhea. I didn't know 
that like that was a thing until I looked it up. My thing is, as someone with opposite chronic issues to where like, if I don't take my Adderall, I get super constipated. I love it. Okay, that's true. I love having full fats like a human being. So Adderall is causing bowel movements then. Uh, Adderall, no, Adderall, that's totally a side effect. Shitting on Adderall, a hundred, I think that's uh, something with any form of like amphetamine like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrific. Yeah. I can't can't be like running and lifting and shitting and dehydrated and like, you know, focused on that now. It took me. It took me like three years of being on Adderall to figure out like a healthy relationship with eating and Adderall. But that's oh. because of smoking. Smoking is what helped me. Weed and Adderall, mm-hmm. one of my least favorite combos. I, they're my best friends. Mm, no, I feel like I'm like stuck, like in purgatory, of like trying to be normal. It makes me feel like so it gets it helps me get everything done, but without grinding my teeth. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. I could see that. No, weed and Prozac. I also I. Mm, Weed and Prozac is the reason why I had zero sex drive. I know, I'm about to say, couldn't come, couldn't feel, Uh, let it rock. (laughs) Just completely numb, like numb body, numb brain. Nothing, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't have urges. I didn't want to like masturbate, I didn't want to have sex. I was like, what? It started making me like scared of it. I was like, like (laughs) adverse. I was like adverse to sex when Mm -hmm. I was on Prozac. I was like, no, thank you. No, no. Does weed help you in the bedroom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Like, okay. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love my sex life with my boyfriend. He's fantastic. We are fantastic. Like, great guy. T- Twenty out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like, sober or high. But like, it definitely with my brain. Sometimes when we're doing things, it's hard to focus on being there in the moment, and so it just really helps me be present, which I then elevates the physical sensation a lot more. So even though it's always fantastic, it helps me appreciate in the moment that it's fantastic. Because like afterwards, sometimes it's like, wow, that was great. But it's like the half of the time, like I was here, but I was also thinking about everything else I have to get done versus after having smoke, then you have sex. And then it's like, man, like I'm here and I'm having sex and I'm enjoying it. I love that. Yeah. So it's really great for that. I, I laugh about it just because, like, I had this conversation with my boyfriend literally last night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. My listeners know that I'm not, like, a smoke, weed, and sex haver. Yeah. It's just too much. Like, it's too That's much fair. for me. Mm-hmm. But I love... Well, honestly, no. Edibles make me kind of horny. Yeah. That's, I guess, probably why I like them. Yeah. Probably because <laughs> no thoughts. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. know, maybe like some dick would be right. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I feel like we've been talking for a while. What? Where are we at? We are at fifty-seven. Fifty-seven! Oh, oh my gosh! We're just easy. lost in each other's <laughs> eyes. I guess I mean, this is really just how it is when we smoke, though. No, we just, we just start talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have a great spot to end it. Um, tell us where to find you, where to buy your stuff, and anything in all of it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, my Instagram, Twitter, and hopefully soon to be YouTube is at Cough Creative, C-O-U-G-H-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And then um, my website, which is coming up, should be launching this coming week. My developer is just doing a last little bit of work on it, is CoughCreative.com, same C-O-U-G-H-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E.com. That is where I sell all of my slimes and my art. You can also hit me up on Instagram DMs if you're interested in purchasing a piece. I love that. Okay, so I guess that's everything. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and or watching. And I will see you all in the next episode. Um, love you. Bye. That was great. That was so fun. Okay.